And we're back on Money Talk uh, with RTHK Radio 3. I'm Andrew Work, and today we're getting the view from mainland China with independent Shanghai-based economist Andy Xi. Good morning, Andy. Uh, good morning. Andy, what is going on in China, man? It, it just has not been the good news story of the year so far. Um, I mean, is this a time to hold what you've got and ride it out? Uh, is this a buy low opportunity or I mean, or is this a market to be avoided? I mean, what, what is your take on where stocks uh, in China are going? Well, I think that uh, there are two things going on. One is uh, we have liquidity problem. Uh, China uh, is uh, is uh, uh, kind of deflating the property market, but it is doing so in a way that uh, uh, it wants to face in the economic impact gradually. So uh, it's limiting the liquidity of the property sector. Like land is basically you cannot sell. And uh, in the, even in the secondary uh, property market, the liquidity is really low uh, because people kind of uh, do not want to accept uh, a new price level. So uh, uh, that, uh, uh, and also people invest in the shadow banking system, which uh, is about 40% of GDP in asset. And that is pretty much dead also. So we have, uh, people have exposure, which is uh, to property and uh, shadow banking system for rich people, that's most of the exposure. Uh, if they need liquidity, they have to sell something liquid. That's uh, right now. It's uh, it's stocks. Uh, that is called uh, the Minkowski phenomenon, uh, and I expect this liquidity issue is uh, uh, not uh, not going to be resolved, and uh, the the stock market will stay low for quite a while. This mm. is the first issue. The second issue is China is restructuring from the old economy towards a new one. Uh, the old economy was uh, really heavy uh, in property and uh, speculative finance, uh, very speculative stuff, and there was 25% uh, of GDP in nominal value. And most people, rich people uh, made money from there. Uh, and then the, the government is shifting resources to technology, to uh, uh, these, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the companies that are, uh, are shifting towards uh, brand and, uh, and are selling uh, in the global market. So China is, gonna, is more and more becoming like a normal developed economy. Mm. Uh, you have your own technologies. Uh, you, instead of working for global companies, you compete against global companies. So the, uh, the new champions of China are going to be very different from what I have seen in the past. So even though some of the stocks are cheap, probably these companies are not going to be around. And uh, you you want to look uh, towards the the new champions who are in technology in brand like uh, you know the uh, the EV is a good sector it's very it's very competitive uh, and I think there's a lot of pressure on the on the profitability but over time some will become the largest auto companies in the world similarly in the auto in the semiconductor sector is the same. Mm. So you've given me a lot to unpack there. Your two big themes are the problems in the property sector uh, are tied up with, uh, you know, are, are huge on their own, have have deep ties to the shadow banking economy, which is also depressing stocks. And then you've got, you know, kind of a rising uh, independent leading tech sector. I'll go with the first one. How shadowy is the shadow banking sector now? And I mean, uh, because I mean, the central government authorities uh, and the financial sector have been trying to get, trying to be getting a handle on it. You say it's up to forty percent of you know the, the the mass of China's assets. How dangerous is it right now, and how shadowy is it? 
Well, I think that uh, the uh, uh, the issue is that people are going to lose money. Uh, it's uh, it, it, uh, the the, uh, the government uh, number is about forty percent of GDP now. It peaked at one hundred percent of GDP. The banking regulator uh, did a, did did try to very hard to whittle it down. Uh, the banking re- uh, the chairman of the banking uh, regulator commission uh, last year at the beginning of last year said uh, 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 twenty nine trillion. Uh, out of uh, about a 50 uh, uh, of the shadow banking system was really dangerous stuff. Mm. Uh, and I expect that would be all lost. So, uh, and uh, who will lose this money? Usually, uh, I, I think that because the government limited uh, 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 small uh, small investors from this sector, you got to raise the money from uh, in large amounts. So I assume that uh, uh, mostly uh, uh, wealthy people who are going to lose a lot of money. And uh, the uh, also uh, in in Hong Kong, the shadow banking system of of your shadow banking system is huge. Uh, the property developers raised uh, like a uh, raised uh, uh, hundreds of billions, possibly uh, over a trillion dollars uh, from offshore. So a lot of offshore these uh, shadow banking outfits will will go down also. So uh, I I expect. Uh, uh, also, they 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 raise, they raise the money from rich people too, and some mm-hmm. of uh, institutions in the West. So these people are going to lose their money. I mean, money that's raised offshore, though. Uh, you say, you know, are, is it is that part of what's considered shadow banking? Because I mean, if the money's coming in from abroad, isn't it usually pretty easy to get a uh, get visibility on it as it comes through the system into China, or are people bringing it through unseen, genuinely shadowy channels? Oh, some shadow channels are very hard to track. Like, uh, say, the, the owner of a property uh, company would uh, basically borrow, uh, uh, do IOUs from friends. And that market is very big. Oof. And uh, so uh, that, that is, cannot be traced. You look at a, a Chinese estate, uh, this company, right? Uh, the guy uh, was in the news. He lent, uh, I think, personally to the boss of the Evergrande company. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think the company got in, into uh, trouble. And uh, there are kind of a lot of people like that. So th- that is one part is not traceable. The other part is traceable is when you have a lending fund or banks doing syndicates uh, for uh, property developers. You know, Chinese statistics says that uh, the total uh, external debt, uh, non-government external debt, is about $2 trillion. Okay? And uh, I, I, I think a lot of that has something to do with the property sector. I don't believe the government will bail them out. I think the Chinese government right now, why people still, every, a lot of people think the Chinese government will, will, will do something. Uh, it will not. It will not do what the U.S. government did in 2008 because it, uh, it has something more important to do because they, it needs to deal with the U.S. containment uh, uh, strategy and tactics. So the resources are going there. So this is where people who are talking about a stimulus, stimulus, uh, government got to do something about it. They are very mistaken. The government is working towards the new economy. Hmm. The time for Schumpeter's uh, creative destruction to play a role there if they don't get bailed out, which is probably a good thing. Um, we got about a minute left. I want to hit on these new, these new products that are coming to light. Snowball derivatives, put options. Uh, where people make a bet on the market, and when things drop below a certain level, especially in the CSI small cap 500 or the CSI 1000, then they sell, sell futures contracts, and then, you know, could maybe, you know, like they say, a snowball rolling down a hill turns into a giant avalanche. Um, are you worried about this? Apparently, Cinda Security says there's $30 billion yeah. worth of exposure in these products. 
Well, is it possible? Thirty billion is not a uh, really uh, a large number in the overall scheme of of things. The, this uh, outfit like Snowball is like a, a Robin Hood in the United States. It makes derivatives derivatives uh, uh, easily uh, available to uh, retail investors, and that is really dangerous because derivative is really about you know when the market is not doing something, yeah. uh, they sell these uh, you they ask retail investors to sell options. Yeah, it could. So be. you when you sell yeah you sell options because you collect some kind of a so-called premium that is basically you're providing insurance to the market. Sure. That, that it's not going to, yeah so so it, so when, your little guys are. Are, are becoming insurance companies. Yeah, got to watch out it's for just it. Crazy, Andy. I'm going to let it go there. We'll have you back on the show soon. Thank you for joining us, Andy Shee from Shanghai Independent Economist. Quick.